You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Welcome, everybody, to the Playing with Balls podcast. I am your host, Shannon Lee, and I have guest uh, Ken Gar on today. Hello, Ken. Hey, Shannon. Thanks for being here, or actually, thanks for having me here, I should say. Yeah. Uh, today, we're recording not from my home studio, which is my living room, uh, but we're actually <laughs> uh, at Dash Radio, which is where, Ken, you host a weekly show on Mondays, a I live do. show yeah. with Ken, the Kim and Ken show. Yeah, that's right. So this is cool. It's like, I feel like a real professional, like being in the studio. Yeah, it's great. Uh, a guy named DJ Ski uh, started Dash Radio. It's now available in every 2019 GM has over 20 million subscribers. And uh, every Monday we do a show called That's Fucked Up with Kim and Ken. Uh, we have comedians from all over the country that are uh, stop in, talk about fucked up stories. So it's fun. So like what kind of fucked up stories do you usually get? Like what's an example, like a good story you've had on the show? <laughs> well, uh, Kim, if you don't know Kim Crawl, she's like fearless. She's got no filter. Um, I love Kim. Yeah, so she like... She'll tell, like, basically she'll tell stories about, you know, dating and stuff like that. Uh, she she told a, one story, which is in a, her act, and she won't kill me for saying, where uh, she got uh, she got a little intoxicated and hooked up with a dude and uh, threw up on him while performing oral sex. So, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> She's I, a trooper. <laughs> I love that story. That is, uh, that's a good story. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, you guys should tune into That's Fucked Up every Monday what time is it at? Seven o'clock Pacific time. Seven o'clock Pacific time. And cool. I, and I really came here for one reason. It's my third time on the show, I think. And yeah. I came here for one reason. We talked about it a little bit, but <laughs> I know that your dad listens to the show. <laughs> yes, he and does. And his favorite guest was Graham Rogers. Um, I don't, he just liked that podcast yeah. the most. I know that really bothered you. We've talked yeah. about it a lot, uh, in the last, I don't know, six months or so. Right. So Ken, yeah. So you, every time it comes up, you wanted to come back to make my dad proud. That's I, what this episode is. It's making Papa proud. <laughs> I'm really here to make, just impress your dad <laughs> and, uh, make him, you know, cause I just, Graham's, you know, he's a good guy, but I mean, come on. You know what? Graham, uh, as I, I, he kind of fooled me a little bit. I don't know if I told you this. No. Um, when I had him on the podcast, I learned on the podcast, not, I didn't know this prior, that he actually doesn't really know anything about sports. Ah. But he sold me a different uh, yeah. bill of goods there. That sounds it, like Graham. Yeah. So, the, so ironically, the uh, episode really was nothing about sports. Okay. But you know, like we, we, we don't really talk sports all the time on this because yeah. it's playing with balls. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> it just, it gets off track. It's playing with tangents really. It's, right. it's just, it's how my brain works. Um, and I think also Graham was in like a weird place in his life, which you would any, I, I'm not like. Graham call, is always in a weird yeah, place in his life. Yeah. But it's like, that's where a lot of comedy comes from is. Yeah tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yes. So this, so yeah, my dad's like my biggest listener. Um, yeah. and maybe my only listener who knows, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but the big, one of the biggest fans, but yes, you had, you did. And you know what, actually, um, I think the last time you were on this show yeah. was possibly a year ago yesterday. Really? I think so because, okay. uh, Facebook memories oh, popped all right, up all right. and it was a picture of you and I from the home run derby that I had, 
two years ago, but it was just a picture to promote uh, yeah. the podcast episode. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. And I, that actually makes sense because I remember you and I doing one, I think it was last April. Yeah. So it's an almost exactly a year, exactly yeah. a year anniversary too. Wow. I, well, we'll have to do this every April then. Seriously, how time flies. Yeah. Um, also, that's like the only thing that's good about Facebook memory is like- Right. But you know what's annoying about Facebook memory is sometimes it reminds you of things that you are like, I don't want to remember that. Oh, for sure. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Or or if I'm like, hey, I want to remember something from this time period or this day of this year. Yeah. It's like, no, you can't, you can't search your memories. It chooses your memories for you. Right. Or, I don't think anyway, because I tried it once and I got really annoyed. Yeah. Um, and Facebook actually asked me yesterday to take a survey of do, do they think that, uh, do we think that, did you see this? No. We, that Facebook cares about its users. And I put absolutely not. Wow. And it's not just because of all the infringement on our privacy. Yeah. It's because they pick our memories for us. Yeah. That's what I decided. Okay. Well, yeah. now, do you ever go to the memories column and hit that? Because like there's several memories there to choose from, like from multiple years. I mean, I've tried and okay. then I can't usually, I usually can't, I haven't been able to like find the specific things I'm looking for. Also, it's if it's not necessarily like I want to know exactly what happened on this day five years ago. I might, yeah. I might be like, oh, I want to like pull this from... May or something. I don't know. No. I just remember going on there and being annoyed about it. So I don't even go on Facebook anymore. Facebook is for your parents. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Your parents and your parents' friends. And my mom recently just said, how do you use Instagram? Oh, because my brother went to uh, Europe for his 30th birthday. And, uh, and my mom's like, you know, they really haven't been posting that many pictures and updates. I'm like, oh, well, I've, I've been watching their whole trip on on their story, yeah, their Instagram story. And she goes, what's Instagram story? Should I get on that? I was like, no, oh, wow. no. Yeah. I was like, I'm at Facebook. I like totally lied. And then it got really silent. <laughs> Cause I think I just taught my mom how to go on Instagram and look at our stories, <laughs> which is not good. It is weird. Every time I go home, I have to like give like these technology lessons to my parents. You know, we have to update the iPhones and show them the face. They, she still calls it the Facebook, you know, oh show my me God. the Facebook and, uh, yeah, and then my mom, like, I'll put, like, happy birthday, Shannon, and then my mom will, like, comment on that. How are you, Ken? I'm like, <laughs> it's like, how do you even see that? Yeah. Yeah. My awesome. mom, uh, usually, she doesn't like any pictures where I'm, like, scantily clad or mm -hmm. I have, like, a weird caption that might be, like, sexual or something. Yeah. And I'm like, mom, you know, I got to- She's gotta, still my mom. I, she's still my mom, but yeah. I'm just like, get off social media then because, you know- yeah. I'm just going to, I'm not going to censor myself. So actually I just don't post things on Facebook anymore, mostly because of my mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my parents are like, we want to check out your new radio show. I'm like, it's called That's Fucked Up. Like you're, you're not going to listen to that. Yeah. I don't want you listening to that. My uh, mom downloaded some episodes of Playing With Balls um, for her ride home. And she texted me and she goes, I downloaded some of your episodes and I listened to them because she has a long commute uh, yeah. for her job. And I said, oh, really? That's cool. What did you think? And she goes, it's very interesting. Yeah. And that's all she said. <laughs> and I'm like, see, I don't need this, okay? <laughs> Life is hard enough as it is, especially as a comedian. I don't need my mother's right. lack of approval on top of everything else. Cause I already know, we already know. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, if it was up to her, I'd be a lawyer. She actually told me uh, the other day that she, cause I helped her with something uh, related to like getting out of a lease and um, without getting charged. And sure. she said, when I have more money, this is what she said, I'm going to save up my money. And when I have more money, I'm going to send you to law school. Oh. And I said, mom, I, first of all, I'm not yeah. a, like a 20 year old kid. Uh, and I don't, but I also don't want to go to law school. Right. And she's like, but you'd be such a good lawyer. I'm like, okay, well 
save your money and then just spend it on something else. And she's like, I really think you should think about being a lawyer. So now she thinks I'm going to law school. How about you just give her the money, mom, and you invest it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Start your businesses and. Yeah. What? Just her give me the money? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about early inheritance. (laughs) I wish there was a such thing as inheritance in my family. Um, I think my inheritance would be worth like $400. (laughs) My my parents are like, I see all these families and their parents are like taking their kids on cruises and their grandkids. And I'm like, where, where is this? They're like, mom, we're not going to do that. Yeah. My net worth is $400. So (laughs) we're not, we're not doing much there. No. Like my grandma, my grandma uh, passed away a year ago, November, oh, last I'm November. Sorry. Oh, it's, she was 98 and. Wow. That's a good life. Yeah. And my mom like inherited the money, but like she, and she was the executor of the will. And she's like, I mean, nobody got a penny. And I'm really? like, really? I'm going, like, really ma? Like, you're not going to like just throw me like a grand or something. Just, you know, cause it was, it was like a small, small six figure thing, but you know, but like after they sold the, the condo and all that stuff, but I'm like. Nothing. And so it was like, I just was like, I'm not, it's not my money. You know, I'm not, I'm going to let it go. But like every other family is like, we're going to Disney world. (laughs) We're going to cruise. Like, this is great. My parents are just like, no, we're good. There's no such thing as a kind of small six figure thing. I mean, six figures is six figures in my book, you know? Yeah. Why is your mom being so greedy? I'll tell you the story real quick. So me and my buddies would go to Michigan every year for vacation just for like a week. And, uh, like when we were in high school and college and, uh, one year I was like, mom, can you make your famous spaghetti? Mm -hmm. Because we're eating like shit up there and at least we'll have like one good meal, you know? And so she's like, yeah, of course she whips it up and, uh, she's like, all right, it's in the freezer. Just grab it. You know, then you just cook the pasta. I'm I'm like 17, 18. So I don't know how to do any of this. Right. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, and then, um, there's the receipt. So like the groceries were like $17 (laughs) and I go, what? (laughs) She's like. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I mean, if you just collect like $3 from all the boys, like then you can, I'm like, I'm not giving you money for this. Like every other mom is like sending them with steaks and burgers and here's money for chips and you kids have fun. Yeah. And my mom's like, here's the receipt. (laughs) Oh my God. She sounds like my mom, except the difference is my mom is Jewish. So I feel like that, I know that's my point. (laughs) And she wears so many rhinestones. I'm like, are we, should we be in temple right now? Like what is happening right now, Mayor? You know what? She's probably a saver, right? She's very frugal. Some people don't. Uh, I, I have a coach and we were talking about money, people and money the other day. And she was saying some people have uh, a lot, make a lot of money. I can make a lot of money, but they, they spend it. Yeah. That's probably the category that I've always fallen into and yeah. until I stopped making a lot of money, but um, <laughs> I still know how to spend it though. I'm real good at that. But, uh, and then there's the other one where people don't necessarily make a lot of money, but they have a lot. Yeah. Um, and, they, because they save it and they're just really, really good with money. And I'm like, see, what's the fun of having money though? If, if you live so frugal in such a frugal lifestyle, it's like boring, you know? My aunt and uncle uh, are are very wealthy and they own a house on an Island off the coast of St. Pete, Florida. Like, it's like, you have, it's like very private, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So I, I think, I think I was there like probably over 10 years ago and they, built this villa. It's like a Spanish villa. It's this, mm-hmm. it's literally the smallest house on this Island really? in St. Pete. And, um, we're driving, my, my aunt's driving me around and she's like, and that guy invented contact lenses and that wow. guy is a cardiologist and that guy, you know? And so we go to the movies that night and the girl I'm dating was with, with me and, um, we're staying at the guest house above the four car garage or whatever. And uh, my uncle is like, all right, we're going to park the car. You guys go get the tickets. I'm like, awesome. So he hands me the money and I go to buy the tickets and it was enough for him and her. 
Oh like, and I'm my like, God. Okay. And I would, you know, like you never like expect, you know. Yeah. Just, and then, and then I find out, I come to find out from my aunt that he doesn't tip, which is just uh, like wow, absurd. That is absurd. It is absurd. And I'm like, I won't go out to dinner. Are with they him. related to your mom? Are they the mom's side of the family? No, it's my dad's sister. Oh, wow. And, and uh, he, uh, yeah. So they, they have t- like. I'll put it this way. She called me up one night and she's like, I used to work for um, a credit bureau. So she mm-hmm. wanted me to pull a credit report on a company she was going to do business with. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no problem. She's like, all right. Cause I had to put down a deposit for the patio furniture and it's like $5,000 deposit. Mm-hmm. She's, I'm like, oh wow, it's a lot. She goes, yeah, they want 10%, which told me they spent $50,000 on patio furniture. I mean, are your aunt and uncle assholes or No, what? they're sweet. No. They're very, like, don't worry. They, they yeah. probably don't listen to the podcast. No, it's so for it's sure fine. don't. No, yeah. they're like my mom. Like, how do we download the Facebook? You know. <laughs> and you're like, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Just stay off the computer. <laughs> right. So one thing I wanted to talk about, yeah. because we talked a lot off air in, in the heat of the moment, um, even though it has passed now, is obviously, you know, you're a Chicago fan. I am. And I'm a Philly fan. Sorry. Um, and... You you were talking a lot of shit uh, last football season, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. the Bears were good yep. for the most part. And, um, you know, then that whole uh, Chicago, uh, you know, faux pas or I don't know how you would say. How would you say it happened? I mean, tell me your version of. With Philly winning the yes, game? Yes, the, the playoff game. Okay, so here's, so the Bears had a surprisingly good season. Like yes. nobody saw it coming. We knew we had a good defense. We knew that this new coach was, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Um, but we had, I, I was like, maybe we do nine and seven. Maybe we squeak into a wild card. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Philly's coming off of the Super Bowl. Right. Right. They've got some key injuries, I believe. Right. Mm. You guys had some injuries. You had some free agents leave. We had you? really, we ha- we basically, at one point, j- like, just to give you an idea, our defense was mm-hmm. pulling players off the practice squad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what happened. So we're, we're. We're doing great, and then we've got this kicker, and he's like missing a lot. And then one game we won, and he missed four. He hit he hit the right upright four times. Yeah, Cody Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he hits the upright four times. Now he's also got cut by Philadelphia. Yeah, right. So because for Jake Elliott, right? Because he got hurt, and Jake Elliott had I think this he just stepped in yeah. while Cody was hurt. And then he ended up being this like little superstar guy. Right. Um, I don't know why I called him little. I don't know how tall he is, but he young. He's just so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, blessing in disguise. Oh my God. That that game would have gone a completely different direction. Right. You know? So we lose, we lost a we lost a couple of games and we would have won them if he had made his field goals. And yeah. So we're like, so we could have been like a great team. I think we were like, what were we, like 12 and four or something like that? I don't know. Or, I don't yeah, know. Some, I think we were 12 and four. Yeah. So, and we could have been 14 and two. I mean, honestly, yeah. uh, we, we, we should have won the Green Bay game. We were up 21 to like nothing in the Green Especially Bay. Especially because Green Bay was so spotty last year. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers was hurt. And then he yeah. came, like he came, as soon as he came out of the locker room for the second half, I'm like, well, we're, we lost. Is that, I mean, was like, that the game where he was clearly on drugs? Yeah. He was just like, he had that interview and he was just like, Bleh, like he was out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Like how good of a quarterback are you that you can be high with a, like a, basically a busted knee and still beat the Bears? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Well, it is Aaron Rodgers, although Green Bay hasn't had a lot of success since no. they last won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's probably defense more more defense and coaching than anything else. But yeah. on Green Bay, but yeah. yeah. So so but so then here's what happens. So Philly is having a really bad year last year. Yeah, they're having, and then and then all of a sudden they turned it up. Like the last four or five games, yeah. I think they went four and one or something like yeah. that, and they squeak into the playoffs. 
your quarterback, as usual, gets hurt for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then um, they come in. And, and I'm, I was in Chicago the night uh, before the, the playoff. And I'm driving down Lakeshore Drive. And I see that the lights aren't on Soldier Field. And I go, that kicker better fucking be practicing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I even yeah. tweeted it out or something like that. Yeah. So sure enough, the next day, um, I'm at Zany's and I've got a Sunday show. And so we go down to like where the Zany's is at to like be right next to the club. And it gets down to that kick and he does the kick and he makes it, but they they call the timeout. Yep. So he made the first kick. And then the second one, I look, I look at my girlfriend, I go, he's going to miss this kick. She goes, how do you not go? He's just going to. I, I said, I, I told all my friends, I go, if it comes down to him having to kick a game winning field goal, I go, Philly's going to win. Plus your, your, you guys were on such a hot streak. Yeah. Your quarterback can't lose in the playoffs. I mean, he obviously he lost in the next game, but yeah. I mean like, and, but then like, and then some, there's something about Chicago sports is that if you're playing like the underdog, like the underdog always wins in Chicago. Like, cause your secondary is like, this guy just graduated from college two days ago. Yeah. He's not, and you know what I mean? Like literally your secondary had like, they weren't anybody. There were I nobodies. I know. And then same thing. Like every time I watch the White Sox and they're like, well, this guy just got called up from the minors. I'm like no hitter for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think Chicago sports is a little cursed? Is that what you're I no, I, I don't know if it's a little cur. I don't think it's any more cursed than a lot of the other teams or, or the, a lot of the other bigger cities. But yeah. like the Cubs for sure were, were cursed for a long time. Oh yeah. The White Sox, like here's what happened. The, the Cubs got new ownership and then they won the World Series. Yep. The White Sox are owned by uh, Jerry Reinsdorf who also owns the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. The guy's like 84 or something like that. Like just sell the teams. Yeah. <laughs> Bring in somebody that's in there, like wants to spend money, that wants to like let, like, cause Chicago is a huge sports town. Yeah. A huge sports town. So like, Bring somebody in there that wants to spend the money. Somebody told me, and this is all like hearsay, third party kind of stuff, that like the White Sox are literally just a tax write-off for Jerry Reinsdorf. You know what I mean? And like for from a fan standpoint, how yeah. frustrating is that? Because you still have to like support your team when you're a true fan, like, and you know this because you've had your teams, like the White Sox haven't been good for a while. And, mm-hmm. and the Bears- are, are like newly good, really, you know, yeah. um, you have to support your team even when they suck. And it's really hard. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the Phillies are finally like making a, con- and the Phillies were good last year. I don't want to say that they, they have, but they, there was a real, real, uh, lack of hot streak there where they, they fired our coach who took us to the world series and won the world series, yeah. um, Charlie Manuel. And it was just like this, this like nightmare of a team for a while, but you still have to support them. And especially with baseball, that's tough because there's like 8,000 games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the White Sox are actually playing right now. Yeah. They I are think- losing to the Mariners. Oh, I just, I didn't, I didn't learn that because you're a White Sox fan. It's just because <laughs> I- just wanted to throw it in my face. I, I, no, it's just because I happened to hear that in the radio when I was on my way here, but yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be good this year. Um, they're they're still in the middle of a rebuild, but here's the thing, the, the, the frustration I have, it's tied 6-6. The frustration that I have right now with Chicago White Sox and Chicago sports in general is like a couple of years ago, they did a huge sell-off. So they they traded Chris Sale. Yeah. They traded Jose Quintana. The, the, they were both dominant left-handers. Yeah. You're right. And they got a lot of great pieces for them. Yeah. But if you're going to do a rebuild, like why is the GM still there? Why is the CEO of baseball operations, Kenny Williams, still there? Like they yeah. won like they won a championship in 2005, the highlight of my life. Yes, right? yes. But like that was 14 years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm like? Yeah. How much job security is there? I see all these these coaches and GMs getting fired after three years yeah. of not getting in the playoffs. Like we've been in the playoffs one time since 2005. Yeah. Like how is that even a, 
a possibility. Now, the th- now you, what you're also talking about franchises that, yeah, when you when you're when you think of rebuild, you think like, okay, you're thinking like the the, the back office, mm-hmm. you know, like executive level, like that's a real rebuild, you know. Yeah. The, the, but it all comes down to the franchise. If the franchise isn't rebuilding itself and it's just just keeps rebuilding the team, it's just making the same bad decisions over and over. Right. I mean, it's it's semantics, you know, yeah. and. I mean, like you said it yourself, if the, if the White Sox are just a write-off, then, you know, that every, nothing is going to change. Yeah. And they were apparently, supposedly they were in the Bryce Harper hunt, um, but I didn't believe it for a second. I think they were just trying to like make their fans a little bit happy and, and show that they were trying to do something. But, yeah. I mean, Bryce Harper's not going to come to Chicago White Sox. No, no way. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy he went to the Phillies. I mean, of obviously. <laughs> Do you know he has the third like biggest sports contract like in sports? Oh yeah. It's like he's like he's he's kind of, he's what we need. Like he's what we needed. But here's what I think is so funny about like the Phillies, okay? Up until we lost our first game, which was by the way our fifth game of the season, okay? Yeah. Uh to the Nationals. If you guys if Philly fans are already complaining that just summarizes Philly fans right though. No, it's the opposite. I'm seeing just like stupid shit on like uh on uh like Facebook and stuff like this one guy that I went to high school with is like prediction Phillies are going all the way like they're undefeated so far like this was after (laughs) this was like right like this was after they swept the Braves yeah and I'm like hey dick like what are you talking about you know there's eight 85,000 games yeah. in uh, in the uh, the major league baseball season. Like you can't stop. Just yeah. you know, get a life, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's fun. It, I think it's it's nice to see people reinvigorated around the Phillies because Bryce Harper does do that, you know? Sure, yeah. Um but at the same time, come on. Like don't start saying we're going to like take it all the way because we we've won four games, yeah, five games. He got like a 400 million dollar contract. Three hundred and thirty million. So today, I so I shared t- today. I had a, I got a massage today. Oh, and I never, I never so do that. Fancy. Yeah, so fancy. So I got a massage today, and and I'm getting this. I'm like, if I had like, if I were rich, like I would get a massage every week. Like what? Like there's two things I would do, and I'm, I want to put this on my Instagram. Um, <laughs> one is like, what what would you if you were if you had like unlimited money? What would you do every week, and what would you do every day? Oh, ah. Uh. I How do you like I, that Shannon's dad. What's up? <laughs> every if, if I had unlimited money, what would I do every week and every yeah. day? Yeah. I would I don't know, Ken. I the possibilities are endless. I every week and every day. Okay. I would prou- I would get a massage every week because okay. I actually think that's really massages aren't necessarily bougie. Right. I actually used to get them like regularly and they're really good when you have like back problems yeah. and like to get rid of your knots and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would get a massage every week. Not every day though. I think right. that's indulgent and that's just a little overboard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I would do every day. Um, Want to know what I would do every day? Yes, I do. Go out to breakfast. <gasps> that's a good How one. good is that and That's one. a good one. I would go out to breakfast every day. Well, but let me ask you this. Sure. If you had endless money, wouldn't you just have like a really good chef to make you breakfast? Wow, because I like going out. Yeah. I like, I'm on a, like, I like having that like sassy relationship with the waitress. 
Yeah. Like I always see like, I, I, go out, <laughs> I go out to like Vivian's Cafe, which is in Studio City. And I like, you know, I'm on a budget just like everybody else yeah. out here. And so like, I go like once a week or maybe once every couple of weeks. Yeah. And I get my, you know, and I love that. But like, and I'm kind of getting to know the waitress a little bit. But there's always that guy that's like, hey, what's up, Joyce? And then like, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. have that friendly banter. and Because like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's can afford to go to brunch yeah. like every day. Yeah. yeah. I, I call it brunch because I go later. So I always think that's the right way to do it because when yeah. you say breakfast, there's this expectation that you're, you should be going out at like nine for, yeah. and like for me, I don't, that's, I don't, I don't do well in the mornings, you know? <laughs> so I do brunch, which is like anytime between 10 and noon. See, I'm so Midwest. I was like breakfast. Like yeah. if I, for, for me, for me to say brunch, I'm like, now nah, my friends will make fun of me for that. Well, yeah. I mean, I grew up, I didn't grow up going brunching. Okay. Sure, of course. None of yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up like I, I, we did, when we went out to breakfast, it was like Denny's or IHOP, you know, which isn't, yeah. by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. I still like, like to go to IHOP. I yeah. really think IHOP's pretty good, but, yeah. um, but I think that go, that's actually my favorite meal to go out to is breakfast slash brunch. I mean, it's the same thing to me because I always get breakfast. Yeah. Girls just go to another level with brunch though. <laughs> you guys are like, yeah. Like anytime you post brunch pics on your Instagram, I'm like, oh, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> she oh, brunched. You know what? That is actually, that's very you guys got, funny. You got hats. You got the, sh the the red bottom shoes out. You got like This is actually purses. very helpful because I have been writing a bit and it has a, a girl brunch bit in it. So this oh. is, this is helpful to debrief on this. Uh, but no, you're right. It's a, it's not just, it's an event. Yeah. And it's like, if you didn't put it on your Instagram story, like, did it really even happen? You're right. You know, no. like the endless mimosas, <laughs> which now, but like the endless mimosa pictures, yeah. that was like, so five years ago. Now it's Aperol spritzers. Yeah. That's where it's at now. Now, when I, when I moved, when I first moved here, I did Uber, you know, to make extra money. Yeah. And uh, I would pick up these girls after brunch, the shit talking. <laughs> That occurs immediately after yes. brunch. Oh, I mean, you guys were just with with this person having the great like greatest time. Bottomless mimosas, like what the fuck was Stacy wearing? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Ken? That's that's just you know what? Br yeah, brunch brings out the ugliness in people for sure. Oh man! But that happens no matter what. Like that happens. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Stacy's always gonna you know there's always gonna be shit talking on Stacy, but brunch yeah. definitely brings that out. And I think when I first moved here, I had more of like a single girl group of like, and yeah. I was in more of like a party mode because I had just moved to a new city and of there course. was from a from the woods um, you know, up in Carmel <laughs> and there was people here and I didn't even care who they were, to be honest with you. It was just people like warm bodies to like hang out with. And my, my social life just like took off. So I was going to brunch like a, I was really doing it. Yeah. Like I was, I was like, I had brunch outfits, I was wasted by like 2 p.m. every Sunday. <laughs> I mean, it was it was great. Yeah. Sunday fun day at its finest. Always on Main Street in Santa Monica. But then a lot of places closed down and a lot of people uh, started to get like married and stuff. Ugh. And I thought to myself, you know, over time, I'm like, I think I'm just growing up and I'm just like getting too old for this. But then I decided, no, it's just that everybody's over it. Yeah. And, you know, and you guys, places you, are closing, but you just brunched yourself away out. Yeah. Yeah. Ba yeah basically. Yeah. And then also when you have like a hundred dollar brunch bill, it's time <laughs> to like do a little check-in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Plus I, girls with checks. I oh, fuck Jesus. Checks. Oh my God. Oh yeah. The check, even in comedy clubs, when the check comes as a table full of girls, I'm like, well, I'm going to just stop the show. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta. Cause go nobody's going to be paying attention oh, for like a long, long no, time. They got the cell phone camera lights on. They're like, Stacy, get the calculator out. Stacy, like, you yeah. got 
got top shelf vodka. Oh, yeah. We all got wine. So yeah, yeah we're going to have to segment that out. <laughs> but you know what? If you are the asshole that gets the really expensive, like, like craft cocktails, yeah. then you have, then it, there is a little bit of an expectation that like you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're doing double. Or if you're like with people who are sober, yeah. like, and you're spending like $25 a drink, you know? Guys are more like, fuck you, I got this. Like yeah. we're all fighting for the check and we're all throwing like hundreds down and like, we don't care. Yeah. You know? I mean, I I do think like just splitting evenly, it always, it, same thing with tipping. Like it always, you should tip well, you should split. Yeah. Cause it always comes back to you, I think, you know? Um, but it's also so amazing when you leave LA, like on Monday, I, I literally just went two hours away to like, I don't even know it's like San Jacinto or somewhere. It's like, oh yeah, I, I don't, and uh, I don't know where, I don't think I'll ever go there again, but I was there <laughs> and whatever. And uh, I bought, and Brooke and I bought it, my friend Brooke and I bought a drink and it was uh, kettle, kettle vodka, kettle one vodka and soda. And it was $7. Oh my God. And we looked at each other and we were like, should we just like stay here? Get a hotel. And we were like, no, then yeah. how the fuck do we get home from wherever we are? Right. <laughs> but I'm like, it's so crazy too when you leave LA yeah. and you realize like, oh my God, the rest of the world like doesn't charge $25 for a drink, you oh, know? Yeah. It, and the same thing goes for food too. Oh yeah. I was out, I, I was out in Vegas and I'm in the green room at uh, Brad Garrett's comedy club where I perform. Yeah. And you know, he's got the whole, you know, vodka, any vodka you want, Red Bulls, and you're sitting there, you're making Red Bulls and vodkas, you're drinking them. And then I like went out to the club or whatever. I'm like, can I get a Red Bull and vodka? They're like, yeah, $27.50. I'm like, no, just one. I didn't want a, like the <laughs> bottle of vodka. Yeah, <laughs> serious. Oh, well, because Vegas, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, Vegas isn't, I get, I'm gonna sound like, like the old man now, but Vegas isn't what it once was. And it's even, like, it's even worse for like, my parents used to fly to Vegas to go see Elvis. And oh, then like wow. the flight was like, Fourteen dollars. Oh the God. hotel was free if they gambled. You know, like, like it's become so corporate now, and mm -hmm. they're like every single drink is monitored and charged for. And does do girls still get into places for free and not have to pay for anything? Is that still the culture? I haven't been to Vegas in a long time. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I want to humble brag for a second because I, I, because I work like Vegas, like they let me in everywhere. Yeah. So usually I'll just like like grab my entourage. Oh, that sounds so douchey. Oh my God. Can we, douche, can we yeah, edit no, this? Oh my God. Stop. Please keep going. So, oh my God. I'm <laughs> Shannon's dad. I'm so sorry. It's so douchey. But no, I usually, like when I was single, I would like grab, I would literally like, there'd be like Hakkasan, right? Like the big yeah. nightclub at MGM, like yeah. line out the wind, like out the door. Line out the, the window? window. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're literally flying out the window. It's really been a long time since I've been to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> But I would literally just grab like two or three girls like out of line and be like, you guys want to walk in with me? Because I don't want to like walk in with like just the other comic, you know? Yeah. And they're, like, and they're like, yeah, we'll walk in. So sure enough, we just walk in through the VIP. I took um, I took my friend Omid Singh in there one time and uh, he goes, he goes, oh man, I'd really like to go to Hakkasan sometime. I'm like, let's, let's go. He's like, oh, I don't want to wait in line. There's like a $20 cover. I'm like, bro, I'm like, we're performing at the MGM Grand. Yeah. Like let's, you know, so I walk up to VIP you know, I say, hey, we're performing here at the MGM uh -huh. at Brad's club. Can we come in? And he goes, yeah, come on in. He goes, you have some drink tickets. <laughs> so That's walk. awesome. So we walk, Omid's like, holy shit. And I'm like, dude, you just got to walk up like you own the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just have confidence. Actually, you could probably just do that anytime. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about though, is confidence. Yeah. You know, though, you have those moments in life where you're like, I just, I can't think of an example right now, but I know I recently had one where you're like, I just have to do this. Yeah. And you just like have this moment where you're like, it's going to work. Yeah. It's just going to work. And it's like, you just walk up with confidence and people are just like, okay. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. People don't challenge that. 
When you, when you like, when you take ownership of whatever the situation is, like it works most of the time. Ben Glebe and I were up in Canada and um, we were just shooting some like funny Instagram stuff Mm -hmm. and they have an ice rink in the middle of the mall in Edmonton. And so they were like literally Canada, like the, 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 the ice rink was closed and they were pulling boards up like to like get it ready to like use to skate. Mm -hmm. And Ben's just like, well, we need to shoot this on the ice rink. And and I'm like, well, it's closed. He goes, no, I don't. He's like, this is where we need to shoot it. I go, okay. So we literally started walking onto the ice rink. The guy immediately starts yelling at us to get off the ice. We're just talking to each other, ignoring him. And then Uh he walks up and he goes, guys, you can't be on on the rink. And Ben goes, it's fine. We're having a meeting. And the guy goes, oh, okay. And then walked away. Oh my God. Oh my God. What the hell? That's okay. That is the best example. Yes. That's a great example. Yes. Like that's all he had to say. Oh, sorry. We're having a meeting. And the guy's like, oh, okay. Well, just be careful. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know what that reminds me of? Um, sort of, but it, it's something I haven't talked about it yet and it, but it didn't work. Um, it just reminded me of that. I rem- uh, so on my birthday this past year, uh, I was in Boston and it was my first time in Boston. I was there with my best friend, Greg, and we were at, have you ever been to, uh, you've been to Boston, right? No, I oh, haven't. Yeah, I haven't. No, no. Uh-uh. okay. It was my just first, Logan. I just assume everybody has because <laughs> it's a major city. Well, we went to this place called the top of the hub, which is like the Hancock building in mm-hmm. Chicago. You know, it overlooks the whole city and it's like the well-known place for like having a cocktail and blah, blah. And it's huge. Yeah. And it's my birthday. So we got like wasted, of course. And um, we were staying at like the Fairmont Copley and it was like bougie and, but it was also like cheap too, for some reason. I don't know, but it was, it it just all worked out. So we got like really drunk and blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, I don't know, because I was kind of like, you know, I used one of my four blackout days a year, you right, know, right. that night, cause it's my birthday. Uh, we walk into this room and I only <laughs> vaguely remember it, but there's like 150 people eating dinner, like dressed up. It wasn't the room we were in. It was like this other room. Cause he was like, oh, I want after like we were getting ready to leave or something. He's like, I want to show you the rest of this place. And they were all sitting at like round tables in this huge room. Cause, and then there was a band playing. And then I was like, this is awesome. An awesome room. <laughs> I'm like, this is so cool. And then the band went on intermission and I was like, Ooh, I should do stand up." Yes. Yeah. And Greg was like, yeah, you should see about doing that sometime. If you want to come back to Boston, right. I, I was like, no, I mean, right He's now. He's being the voice of reason. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, I mean right now. And then, so I like went up to like the band and I went up to all these people and I mean, I'm like blacked out too. So of course these are probably like, who is this lunatic? Cause I'm like, Hey, can I like do stand up? I would like, I, I think I sold it pretty well, yeah. but uh, from what Greg said, blah, blah, blah. They're like, we'll, we'll let you know, like the manager's not here, this and that. So I just kept staring at the stage and I got that moment where I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And I did. This is just this past December. And you crushed. I did. Nice. I did. I got up on stage and I just started doing stand up. And um, the whole, like I, the room was like, into it. They were yeah. like clapping and cheering. And I was telling this, this story about like my parents or whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden halfway through, I'm like killing it. They, they uh, the mic cuts out on oh, me. Oh man. And I was like, but I was like, I kept going. Yeah. Cause like in that moment, <laughs> especially like when you're not making like the best decisions, yeah. like you, I didn't, I don't remember like having that moment where I'm like, okay, I should, that was cool. I should get down now. I just kept going. Yeah. And then it became very clear to everybody that I was not supposed to be up there. <laughs> and then I alienated the, the room completely. And I went from crushing it to bombing. And um, then I threw up. <laughs> 
So you know that's what? The best. That's my uh, ball. You, that's my unofficial baller story, I guess. Of the, yeah. yeah, I haven't talked about it yet because I was like, oh my god, like what do I do with this? Yeah. You know, I mean, needless to say, I don't think I'll be going back to. Uh, perform or getting booked to perform at the, uh, oh God, what did top I just say it was hub. called? I forget the hub, yeah. top of the hub anytime soon, but I can officially say I performed in Boston. Yeah. That's you know? awesome. Even though I booked myself. That's dude. You sometimes you have to. Greg said, he was like, he's like, you said to me, he was like, you know what? I'm going hard in 2019. Sometimes you just have to like book yourself. Yeah. I'm going up there. <laughs> I'm like, and then I thought, and then he told me that the next day, I'm like, I don't know if that's a real strategy for yeah. 2019. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea. You yeah. know, you can't just start book. You can't just like start busting into places and be like, Hey, I, I work here now. I've heard, dude, there's some stories about Jay Leno, man. That guy would hide in closets in executives offices -uh. and listen to them have meetings. <gasps> and then when they, when they question him, like, do you do that? He's like, yeah, I did that. Like oh he did whatever it took, man. Yeah. And he, he made a pretty good career out of it. But yeah. I'm, hey, look, I'm all for it, man. I think you got to put yourself out there. And what, what my, my trip with Ben and you and I have it both. We talked about it last year about our background in sales, but like, if you don't ask, you'll never know. Yeah. That's if you don't true. ask, you know what I mean? And if you don't ask for the sale, you don't get it. And if you don't put yourself out there, you won't get what you want. Yeah. And I think you have to do that. Well, and I think you, you gave me some good advice too, because, and this is something I think you forget sometimes, like you don't, you know, when you're a relatively unknown comedian, you don't, or just, you know, try like on the up, up and up, you, you want to like make connections versus mm -hmm. burn bridges, you know? Right. And I think sometimes in my mind and in all of our minds, we can put up with too much bullshit in order to, uh, you know, because that's, we just, we want to like, you know, make connections. We don't want to piss people off, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you get the runaround, you get people who, who are in positions they shouldn't be like fucking with you, like, uh, like saying they're going to book you, not booking, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And, and, and like when you and I uh, did comedy in fe last month in, or February, I guess in it was now, in San Diego, and we yeah. were talking about it, your advice to me was just like, fuck it. Just like, who cares? Like, just, you know, like just, there's no point to like, uh, to like, t you know, get, get the runaround from somebody right. when you can just, you know, be like, fuck you. And then whatever, like if anything, they'll respect you more, you know? Yeah. And, and it actually kind of brought me, I don't know, that's not exactly how you said it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, you said it a little bit more articulate than that. Like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck well, the, 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 the point I was trying to make, I think was that you're not getting booked anyways. Right. So you might as well just be, you know, like upfront with the guy. Right. You know what I mean? Which is just like, Hey, or the girl, yeah. yeah. I think it was in, both at the yeah, time. Yeah. I think it was just like, they, they basically said they were going to do it. And there's no, there's not a bigger pet peeve I have in the world than people that don't do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. Same. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah. there's, if there's a legitimate excuse for an apology, great. But like when you say you're going to do something, you don't do it. Like, for example, you're going to book me and then you give me the runaround. Like, yeah. why are you wasting my fucking time? Right. You know what I mean? And right. then, as a host of a radio show, I'm booking a different guest every week and I'll have like some of the most famous people like around or like, they text me back within two minutes and they're like, here's my availability, blah, blah, blah. And then I get that guy that's like right on the cusp yeah. and he sees the Facebook message, but doesn't respond. And I'm Ugh. like, there's like, that's so unprofessional. It is. Because we're going to see each other and because right. I'm going to say something now and make it awkward. Right. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. because I like, I, look, man, like I, I'm here to like build a, a brand and an empire and like do all these things. Yeah. And like, and, and I want to like make your career better and I want to give you exposure. Right. And so when you like just b brush it off, like it's, there's nothing more insulting to me than that. Didn't you, didn't you uh, tell one of the bookers too, that I was having an issue with, didn't you like, didn't you tell him you're going to beat him up or something? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Did I make that up? I, I did say that, but it was in jest. I was like, put me on your show. Or I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to keep the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was just like, I, I don't know. I think it's, for me, it's about getting attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can't stand going into comedy clubs now and not getting up. You know what I mean? I just yeah. can't stand it. Like, it's like hanging out at a fucking drug house and just not doing <laughs> drugs. And like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I hate, like, I, the culture of, like, just going to the clubs to hang out, I'm like, it's, you know, I do it, you know. Sure, and, we all do. But I like it so much better when I have a show. And that, and yeah. th- because I just feel like I get so much more out of it. But also, I feel like uh, something about what you were saying uh, about just, you know, being aggressive and not putting up with shit. That's how I manage my sales career. Yeah. So why would I be any different? And also I think right. it was because I was younger and I was just like just out of college and I, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I just sort of went for it and I had the green light. And so if I, I pissed a lot of people off along the way, but I got really far really fast yeah. because I, I was like a bulldog. Yeah. So why would I be any different than I know than who I am? And- I hate to say it and I hate that this is the world that we live in, but as a woman in comedy, you have to be. Yeah. You have to be a bitch. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like Whitney Cummings, I've never had an awful interaction with her. Chelsea Handler, who we met at the the, um, Telethon for America. Yeah. Never had, you know what I mean? But like you knew that they knocked some heads down to get what they had to do because you haven't even, and I mean this, and I'm not like trying to like pander, but like- you have an even bigger challenge as a woman in comedy. Yeah. You do. Yeah, and I'm I know. Sorry. And as a, man, as a male comedian, I'm sorry, but like, that's true. Yeah. But like, unfortunately, you have to like knock heads in order to get what you want to do. Yeah. And if you get that reputation of being a bitch, that's fine as long as you deliver when the time exactly. comes up. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that that's a part of it too in, you know, gaining confidence in knowing that I'm a, a really good comedian mm-hmm. because that- that's where that confidence comes from. I think in like in when I relate it back to sales, I always knew from day one that I was a great salesperson and I believed right. in myself. Yeah. And I it was easier for me to probably be that bulldog. I think with comedy, there's not that I don't believe in myself, but you know, there's it's a lot more of a mind fuck. Yeah. Um because it's you, it's not a product. Exactly. Right. And you can't hide behind that, right. you know? And it's like you're like virtually um, like emotionally like vulnerable and naked. And mm-hmm. you're also like, no matter how good you are, in a lot of cases, you are as a female comedian, one of the one or two that's booked in the show. Cause you can, they can check that off the list. Cause sure. that is a thing, you know, yeah, we yeah. all know that's a thing. Yep. And I mean, even I'm a booker, a, a producer and I'm guilty of it. And I, I don't even mean to be. Yeah. So I think that that's uh you know, that it, it comes back to like the confidence thing, but you know, it's also a fine line, right? So you can knock heads, but not be a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like there is a fine line. It's, it's, it's like you can still be professional, still be polite, but you can still also be direct with people. Yeah. See, I've been doing stand-up for a, a long time. Yeah. And I know when I ask to be on your show or I ask for a spot, like I'm going to crush. Like yeah. I know I'm going to. Yeah. So I don't have any, like there's no confidence issue there. Yeah. Like, no, you have a lot of confidence. The way I look at it is like, I'm, I'm, this sounds so arrogant, but like you have almost have to have this mindset. Like I'm doing you a favor by being on your show. I may not be a household name. Yeah. I may not be filling seats in stadiums or even small comedy clubs, but like I'm going to do well when I do. Yeah. You know, I just haven't gotten my time or whatever, like whatever the, the, the stars haven't lined up to give me that one opportunity that's going to put me on that next level. Yeah. It'll happen, whatever. Yeah. But like when I, in the same thing with sales, when yeah. you picked up that phone or you, you set, set that appointment, you walked in there and like, I'm going, I'm here to help your business. Right. You know, I'm going to, I'm doing you a favor because I'm going to save you 20% on this right. or I'm going to give you a deliverable on that. 
You know right. what I'm saying? And it's just, but I agree with you, Shannon. It's very hard to not like to take the personal out of it. Yeah. Because they are, because it's, there's nothing more personal or vulnerable than stand up comedy. Yeah. There yeah. Isn't. You know what I mean? Because we're putting ourselves out there. Right. And by you saying, no, I'm not going to book you, you're saying, I'm not good enough or I'm not. And that's not even the truth. The truth right. is, they might, you might not be a good fit for that particular show. You might not be. You know, I I produce a couple of different shows, and like the We the People that you work with yeah. me on. Like, I don't want to have a comedian on there that doesn't know anything about politics. Right. We're talking about politics, of course. And people hit me up all the time. Hey, man, let's do that show. Cool, man. Who'd you vote for? Well, I don't really. I, don't, I hate politics. Well, everybody, like, people are okay. people even hit me up about being on the show. Yeah. Because they see that I work on the show with you, and they're like, "Can I be on that show?" And I'm like, "Do you know what the show is about? No, it's <laughs> right. it's a comedy show, right?" I'm like, "No." Yeah. Ha, like no, like that. That's not something I ever do. I right. like. I, I like know what I'm. T you know, I'm. I'm not asking people to be right. on there. That you know, like Avery's show, uh, the eighty eight show, because it's all singing and because I can't. That's yeah, not it's my musical improv. I but, don't know how to do that. Yeah, I'm not doing. Oh, I did musical improv at Second City, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> so like, they took me aside at Second City, like, don't sing anymore. I was like, okay. That was actually <laughs> around the time that I let I quit. It was, that it was halfway through musical improv. I was just like, I hate it so much but uh so as we start to wrap up here yeah. ken um thank you so much for doing me this favor by being on my show oh, you make my show better so that is so good um and do we have time for you to tell a baller story or do we have to get going i think uh, that vegas story was pretty baller. that is a ball you know what I I wish that you told it with a little bit more detail about yeah. like what were the ladies like when you were like hey ladies yeah like let's go into the VIP because that's oh, like so, so that's I'll, like your moment yeah. that's like a, your theme songs playing in the yeah. background you know that's cool so I I so we're, we're hair's blowing in the wind yeah it's Hakkasan and uh, I'm walking actually it was a different comedian Eric Myers and Eric's like I want to go into Hakkasan I'm like same thing I'm like we're, we work let's go so I I, I go. <laughs> I go, but let's not walk in alone. Shut up, we're going. And I grabbed three like gorgeous girls are waiting in line. I go, hi. I'm like, we're going to walk in through the VIP. We don't want to walk in alone. You want to come with us? And they're like, yeah, for sure. So they come with us and Eric's already like, this is amazing. You know? <laughs> so we walk up to the VIP. Hey, I'm performing, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, come on in. So we walk in. Now this is the most, the most baller move. So hand us drink tickets. We walk in with these three girls. We get in all the way. You have to go up to this elevator and all of a sudden it opens up. There's like the famous DJ that's like DJing. And I'm like, all right, girls, have a good night. <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> and, and Eric's face was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, nah, dude. I'm like, you want to like, like if you want any shout with these girls, like we walk away now. Yeah. I'm like, it's a half hour from now where they walk up like, that was really nice. You get, let's just, yeah. Yeah, I go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I go, you can't be that like, now you owe us something. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Right? Yeah. Because that, because then your first move, okay. Speaking from a woman, say I know Please. exactly what you do. Look, look, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm like the sometimes the hot girl in that situation, yeah. and, you know. And, and I, you and your friends are like, how do we get rid of them immediately? Yes. Do you know what yes. I mean? How do so we? So I did the preemptive. How bail. do we Irish goodbye? Yeah. You know, because you have no, you know, these because that's like, you know, that's yeah. your journey. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of brunch. Yeah, right? Stacy's on a journey right now, Stacey's you Stacy's on her own journey, and we just need to support her, even though she's a bitch. Oh, and those fucking shoes. Oh, God. So last year from DSW, they are. Well, Ken, thank you so much for being on yeah. the podcast. This is so fun. Yeah. Glad we got to talk a little sports, a little life stuff. I will have you back next April. I'll be here. Um, And you're also the judge, don't forget, because you want our thing. Oh, Remember you right. were the judge for five seconds? We were yeah. telling you that. Um, where can people see you perform? 
form in the uh, near term. Yeah. So my dates are always at KenGar.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KenGar was taken because uh, Ken Gar was taken. Um, and then, <laughs> Not kidnapped. Yeah, not kidnapped. And then I'll be, uh, depending on when this comes out, I'll be at uh, uh, the MGM Grand April 8th through the 15th. Or if you can't make that, I'll be at the Lake Tahoe Improv April 17th through the 21st. And then I'm back in Chicago May 20th through the 22nd headlining the Comedy Bar. Awesome. So yeah, so come check me out, man. And uh, and then I'm, I'll have some East Coast dates coming up too as well because I know oh, you got cool. a, lot, a lot of East Coast fans. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, my dad will come. Oh, if I you, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, you guys can become besties. I hope and I get him proud. Then um, that that's your journey for sure. So <laughs> anyways, thanks so much for being on the podcast and making my dad proud. And I am so happy to be here in Dash. This was awesome. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.